Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 5, Also, the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries to the place where it rises again. You see, this demonstrates the succession of the generations of men one after another. Just as the rising and setting of the sun, mankind continues continually follows each other and also sets onward and restless state of things of the earth, which, like the sun, are never at a standstill, but always moving. And likewise, the changeable state of man, who, like the rising sun, looks for another moment. You see, man is like the rising sun. He comes up into this world or earth and appears for a while. And then, like the setting sun, he dies. Only with this difference in which the sun has the preference to him. As the sun accelerates and comes to its place from where it arose. But man lies down and does not rise again, and never returns to his place. On this planet, you might say, that knew him. Job 7.10 says, He will never, man, come to his house again. His place will know him no more. Well, hello, I'm uh, Neil Parks, and welcome to Fill the Lamp. As we continue our teaching about the love story that we so desperately need to understand as the day of the Lord approaches, I want you to know that the Lord has put a burden on my heart about the church not being ready for his return. Now, when I use that term, ready, I am referring to the scriptures in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, where it is talking about re-crucifying Jesus. Hebrews 11 through 14 says, I have a lot more to say about this, but it's hard to get it across to you, since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet here I find you in need as someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of God again, starting from square one, baby's milk. When you should have been on solid food for a long, long time, long ago, Milk is for beginners inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature, who have some practice in telling right from wrong. Also in Matthew 24, Jesus is telling the disciples to watch and be ready and do not be deceived. 
You see, the disciples had been listening to the prophetic judgment Jesus had issued on the religious leaders. They have images in their minds of collapsing temple buildings of prophets and prophets uh, pursued from town to town and being flogged and wearing blood-soaked garments. You see, they can imagine themselves blood-soaked. When will this happen? They're asking, what does it mean? Well, as I shared last time, they had no clue that 2,000 years later, it is still in the works, his return. The gospel is to be shared and taught throughout the past and throughout generations after generations. Jesus was simply telling them these things so that they would continue to pass them on and people after them would pass them on. Solomon is writing in Ecclesiastes 1.4 about the very understanding, that very understanding of passing and teaching the Word of God down the line. He says, One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh. This place called earth actually is the birthing ground, if you will, for the bride to be knitted together and born in the image of God, only to be reborn of the Spirit and used to glorify God as vessels. Listen to what A.W. Tozer, uh, how he best describes the earth. Tozer says, Earth is halfway between heaven and hell. He goes on to say the earth as it is, it defines the earth as the place where beauty and ugliness dwell together. Heaven is the place of harmonious numbers. Heaven is the place of loveliness, the place of beauty, because the one who is all beautiful is there. He is the Lord of all beauty. And the earth lies between all that is ugly in hell and all that is beautiful in heaven. Earth lies between it, and you see the ugliness set over against the beauty. So let's see now here. Now, why are people capable of doing what they do? Well, according to Tozer, the answer is because they live halfway between heaven and hell. Solomon has put it into perspective as well. As to what all our efforts on earth, apart from God, mean, When you are halfway between heaven and hell, you don't want, you really don't want to get caught up in vanity. You could define it as when you're practicing vanity, you could define it as working your way to hell. You see, the ugliness of sin is the vanity keeping man from heaven. But the Lord of beauty 
is saving his people from the ugliness of sin. Ecclesiastes 1.3, it expresses the view of the natural man whose interests are focused on vanishing pleasures and empty satisfactions. The natural man is not aware that all the answers to life are found in God. The natural man creeps in the earth and seeks and finds that which is futile and temporary, while the spiritual man soars on wings of eagles, Isaiah forty thirty one, and seeks and finds righteousness and God's incomparable and everlasting blessings and companionship. Look how Paul explains it in Philippians 3.8. And I love how he, how he does this in the message version. Philippians 3.8 says, The very credentials these people are waving around as something special. I'm tearing it up and throwing it out with the trash, Paul says, along with everything else I used to do and take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life, compared to the high privileges of knowing Christ Jesus as my Master. Firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. It's dog dung. Paul is saying I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some pity, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. Paul is actually in agreement with Solomon. Paul had been there, done that as well. Paul was sick of it all. He was probably the most knowledgeable person on earth at that time. But now the intimacy he had with God was overwhelming, and he couldn't wait to be in heaven. Look how he, he talks about it in Philippians chapter 1, 22 through 24. Paul says, If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for me on your account. You see, folks, Paul knew that it was God's will 
that he teaches and passes on God's will to the next generation. And this, my friends, is exactly what every Christian needs to understand about their existence is for a millisecond while on planet Earth. God wants us to teach, disciple, and baptize people for where they're going when they die. You see, vanity is about self. It's pride, narcissism, egotism, insensitive behavior. And when this is understood to the max degree now, we're ready for the true love relationship with the groom. Well, that's about it for today, my friends. It's been a pleasure being with you. And here's a question for you. As you evaluate your life here on earth in comparison to the one, and believe me, there are two eternities, and we are destined for one or the other, what really have you understood that would merit God's love to accept you as his bride. Well, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I just lift up every listener today that's listening to this podcast. Whatever circumstance they're in, whatever degree of faith they're walking in, seeking you is the main key to continue to cultivate their appetites, Lord. I just pray that they would. I pray that they would hunger and thirst for your righteousness. I pray, Father God, that wherever they're at, whatever part of the world they're in right now listening to this, Father God, that they would understand that we're called to serve you, that we're called to pass this precious word that you've given us down the line to generation after generation after generation. And if we don't, Lord, the devil will have his evil ways. So I just pray for the listeners today, Father God, that they would seek you with all their heart. They would commit to you and that they would pursue you as the bride of of, uh, your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we just do this and pray in Jesus' precious name. So, until next time, I'm Neil Parks.